Hello everybody, this is Adamu Muhammad Dankuri. I want to talk today about communities in Nigeria that operate based on no government at all. If you've been listening to my show, I've talked about this a lot actually, um, but this specifically relates to a video I watched recently on a Fulani settlement in Abuja, Nigeria. I watch uh, a video blog by this YouTuber. YouTuber. Okay, I'm sad. <laughs> I'm, I think maybe I said it right, maybe. And uh, I really like watching his videos. Uh, I think you can find him at Khalid the Workaholic. K H A L I D Workaholic on YouTube. And uh, he posted this video about, uh, it's about less than two minutes. Um, a video, no any commentary, just music on the background. And he shows. Uh, this community of Fulani uh, is basically, like I said, it's a community. You call it a town, it's very small, uh, inhabited by the Fulanis. So basically, one tribe of people uh, living, uh, living in what looks like a little community. And I, I, I know this. I know this. I. When I was living in Kadu village, I used to go to Rugam Fulani. They usually like to live by themselves. Uh, my dad is a Fulani. One of these days I should uh, probably say a little about the history of my family, uh, my parents. Um, anyway, so my dad is a Fulani. He, however, left his village uh, very young and started working on cars, so driving cars and big cars, so like lorries, tipa, and so on and so forth. So my father is a Fulani, and I have gone to Ruga. Um, Ruga is a term for Fulani settlements. And they usually like to live by themselves away from er everyone else. So while I was watching these videos, God, you might, you might, you might have to pardon my repetition. I repeat a lot of things. I'm working on that. I don't like it, so I tend to explain more than once. I just did that literally. <laughs> All right, enough of me doing that. So, excuse me. Um, Anyways, well, I, I actually lost my, my turn of thought. So, I watched this video, and it reminded me of how societies can live without government. Like, literally, there is no government in this community. 
there is no form of government in this community. In Ruga, Fulani. These are just people, basically one tribe, living in close proximity. Now, the reason I'm, I want to go through this is particularly to separate between, well, they don't have government, but they are not doing, they don't have mansions, and they don't have cars, and they don't have the biggest hospital, all of these things. Um, so I want to make sure I kind of differentiate, I kind of talk about this argument. Well, because some of you will say, well, well, because they don't have government, that's why they are not rich. That's why they are poor. That's why they live in the bushes and all of that. That's not true. It's not the absence of government that makes people unproductive. Not at all. It's the absence of morality and that morality that derives from the non-aggression principle. Basically, you're not allowed to threat, initiate force, use force against anyone except for self-defense. That morality uh, that is derived from the non-aggression principle has a multitudinal the effect has so many impacts on our lives. Economic lives, economic life, social life, all of these things, it really, really makes things a lot better. Um, anyway, so this community, Rogan Fulani, has no government, have no government whatsoever. So they don't have like a city government that forcefully collects money uh, from people, build them road, build them school, or any of the things that they would like. They don't have these things. Um, well, how do I know? Right? One, we do not have such kind of arrangement in Nigeria. In our states, there's no community governments where cities, towns have their governments. We don't have that. That's one. No any constitutional provisions. No state does that. Um, two. Um, honestly, I've been there. We used to go buy no-no from them. No-no is the milk from cows. We used to go buy um, go buy it from the Fulanis because they're rare animals and extract their milk, sell the milk. I also used to go sell stuff to them. So I used to go sell Rogo in Rogan Fulani. Um, 
I haven't uh, come across any, you know, regulation. Okay, you know, this is the regulation of a town. We have government. Um, I have not. And I haven't seen any, heard of any regulation governing the federal capital territory that allows for people to have their own government and collect taxes. So constitutionally, they can't, like, regulatory-wise, I don't think they can do that. There's no such a thing. So that's how I know this is, these communities have no government, have lived in Kato that has no government as well. Um, so those are my reasons and facts. So when I was watching this video, I was like, oh my God, look at a community that does survive forever without government. So really, people, we do not need government to live in a community. Because government is violence, you don't need that. Now what you need is no aggression principle. And you don't need government to enforce that. Social ostracism is the most powerful way, non-violent way to punish offenders. Social ostracism. Now go to a, go to a Fulani town and uh, God, what to what to Fulani? What is a taboo in Fulani land? Go to a Fulani place and walk walk naked, for example. I don't know. wear pants only. Um, show your breast out or something like that. You'll be socially ostracized. People, uh, they're mostly Muslims. And they would like that. And they would like that. And you'll be socially ostracized. I tell ya, you, you would like to live there. Um... Anyways, so what I'm saying is the non-aggression principle, and if anyone violates it, first of all, you can protect yourself, and second, if anyone violates anything, social ostracism, social ostracism. And once you hold the non-aggression principle, then you can build property. You can build individual rights property rights, and those are the creators of wealth. Unfortunately, the Fulani community do not have this. They are very, very communal. Very, very communal. They do things as a group, as collective. So collectivism. Um... If you are a young man or boy, as soon as you reach the minimum marriage age, you are married. You're going to marry. You will. 
They don't waste time in getting their children married. And it's not really the, the decision of the children to get married, but that of the parents. So there is no respect of individual preference, of individual rights. It's completely hierarchical society. So you can develop property rights there. And I have no doubt that the land they are using, they are occupying, is also communal. So basically they move in in their in their large numbers, settle, and then they share the piece of land together. Because that's what they do. They move around in habit place and they can move they can move totally. Go and find another place, location, and then inhabit. They don't stay very long. They can move. They are one of the most widely moved tribes in Africa. They move a lot. So there's no sense of I, but we. So the non-aggression principle is violated all the time. And you can't develop property and individual rights, the prerequisite for wealth. Absolutely not. So that's what makes people poor, people. We are poor because we do not upheld the non-aggression principle. You don't control others by force. Ostracism is a form of force. Non-violent, well, it's not a force, okay. It's not a force, let me correct that. Um, But like with the, for example, with the marriage I mentioned, um, the the children of this Philippines really don't have a choice. I know this because as a as a house I'm partly Fulani. We've seen it. I've seen where um people are married. You know? Women especially. Really when they really don't don't when they really want to, for example, go to school or something like that. When they prefer to go to school, for example, my my niece, my niece, uh, if she had had opportunity, she would have chosen school and be married at the age of sixteen or seventeen. I'm not even sure. If she has been given choice, because I know this, because I talked to her. And uh, people that used uh, Islam to justify this are wrong. Because Allah completely gives the woman a choice to go into marriage. But our culture forced parents, because they subscribe to this, to give out their daughters. Basically, that's what it is, give out their daughters to marriage. 
So that is absolutely a form of force. Not allowing individuals to exercise their God-given rights. And I bet if you live in, if you're a Fulani and you want to have that individual, you know, this is my own, this is my path, this is my land, I don't want that communal ownership, you wouldn't go along with them. They will not carry you. you wouldn't, they will not carry you. They will exercise you. So, the Fulani is collectivism because it absolutely violates the non-aggression principle. It's the reason why wealth is not created. Anywhere collectivism is practiced, anywhere, it doesn't matter if the Fulani are just an example. The reason we are poor in Africa is because of collectivism. It's nothing. Just very collective, no individual rights, no property. Uh, therefore, no property right. There's no, the non-aggression principle is violated. So there's none of these individual rights, property rights. Like in Nigeria, the land is completely owned by the federal government. The government is the owner of the land. You rent it. Nigerians rent the land. So what is my point here? Well, before I get there. So, but when I watched that video, I, lo I loved what I saw. I, these people are living what looks to be in peace and have been there. This, they are, it's very peaceful atmosphere. If you ever have the opportunity, go to Irrigan Fulani. It's a set of people living together peacefully, no government at all. This, they provide everything themselves without the force of government. But even though they violate the non-aggression principle, because everybody subscribed to it, they live peacefully. This is to tell you that it's not government that keeps you safe. Actually, government does not keep you safe. It is your morality, what you believe in. That. That's what keeps people safe. So a society, basically a community that lives like government, peacefully, peacefully. I don't subscribe to their collectivism, but they live peacefully. Still. And it's possible to live without government. Absolutely possible. Visit these places, you see. I am appreciating the way Africans have lived over this ever. I mean, I'm sure other places too. Absolutely no governments. No governments. Of course, but we subscribe to collectivism. So we have this hierarchical form of leadership in our community. I don't subscribe to them, but lack of government doesn't mean lack of leaders.
Absolutely no. Government is force. You just remove force, do your stuff. That's what that is. So what's my point? One, communities, if you want to see a community, because you can't, it's, there's no country that I know that is completely you know, without government, okay? It won't even be called a country in the first place. So if you want to see communities that exist without no government at that level, no regulation whatsoever, go to Africa, go to communities in Africa, go to rural Fulani, Fulani towns. You would see. Now, what is making, what is keeping these people from developing wealth, creating wealth, and as rapidly as people who subscribe to the non-aggression principle? Yeah, no. No non-aggression principle is highly collectivist society. You can't be collectivist and uphold and uphold the non-aggression principle because being collectivist means not upgrading individual rights, not keeping individual rights rights at the top. That's what collectivism is. The group thinking is the preferred thinking. Your individual thinking is not if it doesn't conform to the group's thinking. And therefore, it's just getting violated. For example, government is also like that. It's a collectivist uh, system. So that's why these communities, these countries, everyone that practices collectiv uh, collectivism does not create wealth. Even if it does, through government fiat currency, it collapses. It doesn't last long. It's like cocaine or drug. Keep getting it, you'll be high at first. But later on, you're gonna cut up to ya. Or me, or someone, or you take a loan, happy, you know, you get the money. But eventually, the loan will be much, and uh, if you're unable to pay, then all your future earnings you'll be able to save and it goes to your loan repayment. So it is the non-aggression principle that increases wealth, that creates wealth. But I still prefer no government. I still admire these people. I will absolutely not, inter if I were to be in, if my decision were to be number one on earth, if everybody has to follow my decision, it'd be okay, yeah, no, live without government. Just live it the way you are. Live your life. No government at all. Let's preach the no aggression principle to, to cultures, to people. And then with time, people begin to realize this and adjust. So I'll preach for education, educating, okay? Let's introduce non-aggression principle to people, non-violently. Non -violently. Over time, these things are self-correcting. Absolutely.
You don't need force to educate. I mean, if you do, then it's no longer education, it's indoctrination. All right, I'm going to stop here. Thank you very much for listening. Um, if you have criticisms, anything, don't forget to comment or send me a message on my contacts below. Thank you very much, and I will talk to you soon.